welcome to The Disability, a podcast where we have candid discussions about all things related to disability, short-term, long-term, financial claims, impact on other areas of life, causes in the workplace, and more, with your host, Attorney Angel Burgess. You can find this show at www.disabilityhelpline.com and on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. Now here's the host of The Disability, Angel Burgess. Hello and welcome to The Disability. Today we are very pleased to have with us a very special guest, uh, Debbie Day from Special Needs Cobb. Welcome, Debbie. Thank you so much. And I must mention, AJL is on our board of directors and she does a fantastic job. So I'm just so pleased to be here today with her. Well, today we are going to make sure that our audience knows all about Special Needs Cobb, um, a great resource for everyone. So I want to just dive right on in, Debbie. And if you will tell everyone, what is Special Needs Cobb? Well, Special Needs Cobb is Cobb County's oldest special needs nonprofit. We started in 1956. We have changed our name a couple of times uh, because it was um, um, the Association of Retarded Citizens for obvious reasons that name was changed. But we started out in an effort to meet the most prevalent and pressing needs of the population for special needs at the time. So when we started, um, believe it or not, special needs children could not go to school. There were no schools. So we started a school for special needs. When the county started admitting special needs children into the school system, we then moved into summer camps. And what we've done is we've just morphed our organization to meet the current most pressing need. As other people provided these resources, we moved on to the next avenue. And currently we have 23 group homes for adults ages 18 to really 85 or as old as they you know, can be um, in Cobb County. We house one third of all of the special needs beds in all of Northwest Georgia. And we also have the only weekend-based respite home for caregivers who keep their special needs children and adults at home with them, but need a break. Uh, both the child and the adult need a break and the family needs a break. So that's open on the weekends only. We also, we also provide workshops that we're gonna be talking about and resources as well. All right. Well, we, we've got a lot to, to unpack there about the services that Special Needs Cobb provides. So I want to start off talking about the group homes. Okay. okay. Now, who, who would be eligible or how does a parent know that a group home would be a good place for their adult child to live? Well, a group home, our group homes, or a very loving home-like environment. And I must say that the state of Georgia does an excellent job in placing, they actually place the residents in the home. They go through an application process. They must have the now comp waiver, which we will talk about later. 
but they tend to put residents together that have similar conditions so that they have a pal to go through life with. And it's really like a family. I mean, they have Christmas and Thanksgiving, they go bowling, they go to the ball games, they get um, two um, hot cooked meals a day, breakfast and dinner. The staff packs them a lunch to go to their day program. They're taken to doctor appointments. It's really like being at home, but being with your peers and staff. And of course, parents or caregivers can come and visit them anytime they want. They don't have to make an appointment. Um, they can take them. Some parents come and take their adult, um, their special needs child home on, let, let's say, every Wednesday, they come take them to dinner. Or they take them home every weekend or one weekend a month. So, um, you know, it is a home, but they always still have their home with their family of origin as well. Okay. And so in the group homes, how many um, residents do you have per home? Each resident has their own bedroom. So we have four residents per home and it is an ADA um, compliant floor plan, very wide halls, no steps, very level lot, big backyard, a nice patio, a place for them to play outside in the backyard. Uh, it's just a very homey environment. And we have pretty much replaced all the flooring to hardwood laminate, which is much more efficacious and does not have the germ problems that carpeting would have. So, um, you know, they each have their own room. They can bring their own furniture. They can bring a television. There's a big wide screen in the living room, but if a resident wants to have their own TV in their own room, we have no problem. And of course we do provide internet. And okay. so they can have their computer and any devices they have and a TV as well. Now, is there staff that lives in each of these group homes as well? Years ago, they did have staff that lived there that would stay a weekend or whatever. Now, um, all of the Medicaid providers have eight hour or 12 hour shifts. Okay. So there's always someone there in the home, usually two people at least in the home at all times. Okay. And so there's someone there 24 hours a day? Seven days a week. Okay. Now when they go to the day program, if no, there may not be but one person left there, but when they're back home, after they get back from their day program, there are usually two people there and they would cook the evening meal and um, the kids watch TV, play games, eat their meal, watch more TV, go outside and play and then go to bed. And you mentioned earlier um, the now comp waiver. So I, I guess I want to ask first, how does one afford to stay in the group home? And then if you can explain from there. Well, the good news is it doesn't cost the parents anything if they have a uh, now comp waiver. Okay. Um, but they have to have that. And that takes, it's quite a process. Um, and so a portion of the now comp waiver goes toward their rent. And then in our homes, housing and urban development supplement the rent so that we're able to provide all the services that we provide. Excellent. 
And do you have any residents in any of your group homes that do not have the nail comp waiver? No, unfortunately they have to have it. In fact, I heard a story the other day of a woman who said that she would provide pay cash for our group and that doesn't work. Now, having said that, there are um, some providers that do do a cat, but it, then it's all or nothing. It's a cash or private pay only, and you can't use any other form of subs subsidy such as social security or things like that. Okay. So it's unfortunately, usually an all or nothing. Okay. All right. Now I want to make a distinction here. Our respite home that's open on the weekend does take private pay. Okay. So if a parent that has no waivers and just desperately needs a weekend away, they can try to sign up for a weekend and it's a very reasonable cost. So that's actually a good segue into a discussion about the respite program. Okay. So how does a family um, find the program and how do they you know, sign up for a weekend? Well, they would call our office if they're interested in ours, I really can't speak to how other people do it, but I do know we're the only facilities-based weekend respite home for okay. special needs. They don't have to meet any kind of IQ requirement. They don't even have to have a specific diagnosis. Um, so they would have to fill out paperwork and be accepted, and then they would be put on the schedule. Okay. And can a family use the services um, of the respite home you know, every weekend or is there a, a maximum in terms of the, the usage per family? Well, they can't use it every weekend. We do have some repeat people. I don't think their waiver would allow them to use it more than about a half dozen times a year. Okay. We also have to have a certain number of unduplicated individuals to satisfy our funding requirements. So we do try to give as many people an individual chance to participate in the respite program. And how does the staffing work with the respite program? We have two wonderful weekend respite caregivers that work at other caregiving homes during the week on a part-time basis. They've been doing it for many years. They're certified to drive our van. They have CPR training. They know how to give medications. They know how to deal with difficult behaviors. And, um, you know, they, they provide a fun weekend. They have activities. They usually go out to eat sometimes twice a weekend. They go to the movies, they go bowling, they go to the ball game, they go to the square. They have a great time. They do arts and crafts. Excellent. So I want to turn now to, um, well, actually, let me go back with the respite um, program. Where is it located? It's at 148 Hurt Road in Smyrna. Okay. So it's pretty centrally located in Cobb County. And are the services, whether that's group home or respite care, are the services available only to residents of Cobb County? Um, no, actually, a group home, you can come from any of the 159 counties in the state of Georgia, okay. but you have to have a now comp waiver. Okay. That's for the group home. 
Okay. Or respite, um, you would um, you could use there are three different ways you can come in. You can have an Alcomp waiver, and uh, if you have grant and aid, you can only come from one of the seven metro counties. Okay. But if you're private pay, you can come from anywhere in the state of Georgia. Okay. So we try to be as flexible as we can, but we have rules and regulations that are placed on us as well. Sure. Okay. Now you also mentioned, Debbie, um, that Special Needs Cobb provides workshops. So can you tell us about the workshops that you provide? Yes, we just finished a series of workshops on the summer camps for adults and children with special needs. And those videos will be up on our website by a week from now. Okay. Um, however, you can go on our website now and review all and actually see all of the videos we've done, the workshops we've done in the past year. And we do them on estate planning for special needs, the now comp waiver that we've talked about, transportation. Um, we, we actually, I would love to get some feedback from anyone watching on what kind of a workshop would be beneficial for you. So we had, I think about 85 people total that participated in last week's workshops. Excellent. And they are free. You just sign up. And are the workshops, um, I know you said they're recorded, but are they in person or are they Zoom workshops? They're Zoom workshops. Okay. We made that shift after COVID. They used to be in person and we charged. We just felt like the needs were so great. We did not want to charge for these uh, resources. And we felt like we would expand our scope. And we certainly did. We had the most participants last year of any year we've ever had for workshops. We had 288 people participate over Zoom last year in the four workshops that we had last year. And we're going to have more this year. Excellent. We've already had two and it's March. So we'll probably have at least six, if not more, this year. That's wonderful. Are there any other um, programs or events um, that Special Needs Cobb hosts for the community? Well, I'm so glad you mentioned that because we have our 25th annual golf tournament this year. And the fun part of the golf tournament is we bring the residents in at lunch and they get to see the awards ceremony. They can buy uh, auction items and raffle tickets, and uh, they can go out on the golf course, and they just have a ball. But last year, we had a record 145 people attend. Um, we had a lot of guests for lunch, but 95 people actually played golf. We actually maxed out the golf course. Excellent. So we're hoping to not only repeat that, but beat it this year since it's our 25th year, is October 9th at the Dogwood Country Club in Austell. And if you have an affinity for special needs, you know, come and play golf. If you don't play golf, come and have lunch with us. There's something for everybody. All right. Now, how, besides the golf tournament and, and supporting that, are there other ways that people who are interested in helping those in the special needs community can support special needs Cobb? Oh, yes. We would, um, you know, we have activities with both the group home residents and the respite residents. Uh, group homes would be weekday and weekends. 
respite would only be weekends. Um, we also could use some administrative help in the office from time to time. We would love to have event volunteers. And next April, we will have our annual dinner and we will need volunteers for that. So we can put people to work. Some <laughs> people like to come and do landscaping at our group homes okay. and then they can interact with the residents there. So we've got lots of opportunities for volunteers. And it sounds like also some opportunities for any corporations that would like to, to sponsor and support special needs COP. That's right. I just talked to an insurance company yesterday who is in Alpharetta and they want to come and help us with our golf tournament. So mm -hmm. that was very exciting. Uh, we really do attract people from all over the metro because we do provide an outreach to pretty much anybody in the metro and sometimes the whole state um, because we want to be of service. We have beautiful facilities and great staff and we want to share what we have to benefit the special needs population. Excellent. Now, I know that with all of the services that you provide um, and the, the rules um, that uh, accompany some of those services, that there must be some challenges um, that you all face. What would you say would be the biggest challenges that Special Needs Cobb um, faces at this point in time? I would definitely say it's the um, staffing of the homes and the respite because um, the state only mandates that a um, DSP, a direct service professional, be paid $10.63 an hour right now. And that is woefully inadequate. And we come out of pocket to pay $15 an hour. Okay. Uh, and we're considering going up on that because we want to give people a livable wage. Right. So there is an advocacy group that I'm a member of. We had a day at the Capitol, February 16th. We are asking that the state increase the recommended rate and then reimburse for about $18 an hour. The top rate would be $22 an hour, but we're just trying to get the rate up so that we can fill these positions. This has caused us to have to cut our respite weekends because we don't have enough staff to meet the demand. Right. And it's also caused an issue in group homes where our group homes have had to consolidate um, because they don't have enough um, staff to, to do the eight hour and 12 hour shifts that are needed. So we need everybody to call their legislator or send a text or an email and ask them to increase the DSP hourly wage. The other big issue is that 6% of all of Georgia uh, has a special needs child or adult in their family. And there are only 13,000 people that have this now comp waiver. Mm -hmm. There is an alarming 7,155 people currently on the wait list to get a now comp waiver. Wow. That's 50% of the people that are on, on it in total. And the state just approved an additional 125 vouchers. That's it. Uh, we cannot continue with this. The last time there was a significant increase in the daily 
I mean, in the vouchers or in the hourly wage was when um, uh, several governors ago, I'll put it that way. It's been about 15 years since we've had a decent increase. And they need to, um, if you're interested in your special needs child or adult having more services, you need to contact your state legislator, both the representative and the state senator, and ask them to support an increase in the number of vouchers that are released. Uh, we have a surplus and there's no reason that more vouchers cannot be released. It makes a world of difference to these special needs families. And Debbie, do you have any um, insight into how long it's taking for you know, these families to get the voucher? It's a multi-year process. I don't wanna discourage anybody. Um, some come sooner than others, okay. but I would just add that you can't really start your paperwork soon enough. We get calls on a weekly basis from somebody whose child has graduated from high school and they wanna put them in a group home and they haven't done anything. Okay. They haven't started the paperwork. If personally, if I had a special needs child in school and I thought that they might be a group home candidate at some point, I would start at age 13. Wow. To make sure that they got in. Okay. So are there any other takeaways, because you've certainly given us several, any other takeaways that you want to share with the audience, um, either about special needs Cobb or, you know, contacting your legislator, um, anything else that you would like to share, any tips with the audience? Well, I would like to make a fundraising appeal because we operate on a very slim margin. Um, and when we have extraordinary circumstances, like one year we had an $18,000 water bill for one house for one month. Hmm. The only place we have to go for that is our own account. We cannot get, uh, the money that we get from residents is fixed. It's fixed by government regulation. So we have no way to fundraise plus among our residents, plus 43% of our residents are orphans. So in addition to being profoundly developmentally delayed, they have a family. It's heartbreaking. And so we have to be there for them so that they have a home for life. And that takes money. So if you're a person that is a good hearted person that has an interest in special needs, we certainly will put your contribution to good use. Excellent. Anything else you'd like to share with us, Debbie? Well, we just um, um, have had a lot of wonderful um, um, board members and participants and donors. We'd love for you to come out and join us at our golf tournament. The website will be up in about another month, but you can go on and see last year's event. People have a great time and it would give you a chance to meet some of our residents, our donors, our board members, and learn more about us. And I wanna apologize for my allergy throat. <laughs> I hope you've been able to hear me. Yes, you are fine, Debbie. We thank you so much for joining us today, um, for telling us all about Special Needs Cobb, and also for providing us information about the resources um, and the services that you all provide and action 
that we can take as members of the community to improve the lives of those with special needs. And we just want to mention our website, www.specialneedscob.org. It is up to date and has lots of good information if I've left anything out. All right. Well, once again, thank you very much, Debbie Day, for joining us today. Um, please reach out to um, the Special Needs Cop organization if you have any questions. Uh, you can visit their website. And this has been another episode of The Disability. We look forward to talking with you next time. Thank you. You've been listening to The Disability with Angel Burgess. Thank you for your positive reviews, comments, and sharing the show with others. You can catch prior episodes at www.disabilityhelpline.com and on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more.